Okay, we are in Seder Malachim Aleph, Perek Chap, Pasuk Aleph, Uven Hadad Melech Aram. But first, we have been conditioned in Tanakh to think of Achav, the king of Israel, as just the personification of evil. <coughs> he is venal, malevolent, wicked. There was never an Avodah Zorah. He didn't embrace. He builds a temple to the Baal, to Ashteros. The, the um, Navi itself said in the last paragraph, there was no king before him as bad. And that would take in Yerubam, among others. He was just, as we're going to see in Parakopala, he will kill an innocent man just because he wants his vineyard. He likes the guy's vineyard. He will kill him. And yet, at the same time, we see indications in his behavior that really show a, a soul in conflict, uh, totally divided with Avodah Zorah and Yerushalayim. And in fact, the Gemara goes out of its way to describe him as a Yerushalayim. And we're going to see in Perikhov today, he is the beneficiary of some extraordinary Nisim. And keep in mind, he rules longer than any king up till then of Yisrael, including Yerubam ben Nevat. So we begin with, the fact also let's stress, is that in his reign up till now, he's never really had a military threat. The country has been at peace and there's never been a battle. And now suddenly one looms, a very large battle. So we pick it up, Pasuk Aleph, Uven Hadad, Melech Aram, Kavatz Eskol Chelo, Ushloshim Ushnayim Melech Ito, Besus Verechev, Vayal, Vayotzar Al Shomron, Vayilochim Ba. Hadad, the king of Aram, now gathers an army, a coalition of uh, 32 kings with <coughs> arrayed against B'nai Israel with horses unlimited, chariots, and he goes up, lays the city of Shomron, that's Ahav's capital city, in siege, and he fights it. Interestingly enough, this is describing events that not has happened yet. In other words, he hasn't laid it to siege, he hasn't surrounded it, but the reports are in his mind, uh, Hadad, it's all done already. It's as good as done because of the odds and the, the just the sheer size of the army. So he is that confident that it's as if it's happened already, has not yet happened. Now, by Yishlach Malachim el Melech Yisrael Ha'ir, and he sends a delegation, this Hadad of Aram, to Achav, by Yomalo, and he says, Ko Amar ben Hadad, this is what Hadad says, Kaspacha, your money, Bezahavcha, your gold, Lihu, it is to be mine, Binashecha, your wives, Ubonecha Hatobin, your sons, your healthy sons, capable, the assumption is of battle of war will belong to me. You are to give them to me. Vayan Melech Yisrael, and Achav answers him, Vayomer Kedvarcha Adoni HaMelech, as you say. Certainly not much of a battle. He capitulates before a shot's been fired. 
Ani v'chol asherli. Everything you have asked for is yours. Say the Mephorshim, Ahab is working here under an assumption that was prevalent in those days. He may not be asking Hadad for the physical possession of all those things, but he may be indicating from here on in, you are a vassal state, you will pay taxes to me, I will conscript uh, your sons, etc., to be in my army, but it doesn't mean the actual physical possession. Now, by Yeshubu HaMlochim, uh, Hadad comes back after this instant capitulation. By Yomru Koramar Ben Hadad, this is what Ben Hadad is saying. Kisholachti elecho lemor kasvacha, uzahavcha, benoshecho vanecho lititain, when I sent you that original message, your gold, your silver, your treasures, your sons, your wives are mine. I mean this literally. I am going to come tomorrow and I will send my servants that will scour all your houses and palaces, your servants' homes, and anything that is that you hold dear in your eyes, that you value, they will take it. What is he talking about, really? Assuming it was a literal thing, the gold, the silver, the water, so what is more valuable than the gold? And the answer is incredible, as the Mephorshim explained it. What he wants is nothing less, to start with, than the Sefer Torah that Ahab has in his possession. We know each king must write his own Sefer Torah. Ahab has written his own Sefer Torah. Other Mephorshim expanded, I want the Torahs that are in the Beis HaMikdash. I want the Torah, well, it couldn't be the Beis HaMikdash. I want the Torahs that you all keep in your homes. And I want the Torahs, maybe all of them, we're not sure. But we certainly know it means Ahab's own personal Sefer Torah. Now, Ahab, as we're going to see, by Yikra Melech Yisrael Lechol Zikne Ha'aretz, he convokes all the Zikanim, the wise men, the Rabbanim. By Yomer De'uno Uru'uki Ra'ozem Evakesh, do you see the evil he had done is asking me? He sholach elah l'nashi u'levanai u'lechasmi u'zahavi v'lomanati u'menu. I didn't withhold anything from him. Now he wants to take my sacred Torah? And this is incredulous. This man who is the personification of Avodah Zarah, this man who has led B'nai Yisrael straight, take my gold, take my silver, take my wives, take my sons, but dare not touch my sacred Torah. That sounds just so incongruous, and it really requires an explanation. And it, again, shows the tremendous conflict the man is in. Um, the Mephorshim are all over the place, but what's one of the fascinating things that resounds even to today is Balei Musa say that this shows the validity of the contention that every Jew has this pintalayid, this spark of Judaism, no matter how far away he's gone, no matter what his outward behavior has been, 
that there is that spark of being a Jew that can be reignited. And that's the basis of the Balchuva movement. It's the basis of outreach, what we do. And Achav apparently has it. And so let's go to the Gemara, Jaf Kuf Beis in Sanhedrin. And I quote, Jaf Kuf Beis, Amad Beis, Omar Rav Yochanan, Mipnei Ma, Zacha Achav Lomalchus Esrim Mushayim Shonach. You think about it. He's the longest reigning king in Israel. How did he merit 22 years? Says the Gemara, equally incredulous. Mipnei Shekibed Es HaTorah Shenitna Be'esrim Mushayim Osios. That he honored the Torah that is written with 22 letters, 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet are in the Torah. The others are not. I guess the other four are not. And that he honored that Torah. And so the 22 letters of the alphabet correspond to his 22 years of his reign. Shenemar by Yishlach Malachim El Achav Melech Yisrael HaIra, that where they send him, threatening him, that they are going to go into the house and take what you hold valuable, and he's already promised them gold, <coughs> silver, etc. Uh, that first he says, I will do it, and then he draws the line that love Sefer Torah. He will not give them the Sefer Torah. And if you count up the letters in that Pasuk where he defies them, it adds up to 22. So that's where you get the 22. In addition, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, Omar Nachman, Achav Shokol Hayot. He was equally balanced in his actions. The good deeds and the bad deeds were actually equal. In other words, who will entice Achav when he wants to punish him, the Kodesh Baruch Hu, he convokes a whole group to find out what is the best remedy. The thing is, if he's that evil, you don't have to have a council to discuss what to do. So, um, uh, that Mikan Dekasiv Bey Rak Lo Hayov Achav Asher Hamachaber Lasos Harab Beinei Hashem Asher Haminot Oso Izevelishto. That they're blaming it again. Who did say he did such evil? It was the instigation of his wife. Always blame the wife. Ela Achav Vataran Bimkomo Hayov. He was very liberal. With his money, because he benefited Torah scholars with his immense wealth, um, half of his sins were forgiven. In other words, they weighed his sins, they come out exactly to his Abel. So we see that the conception of Achav as the most evil king ever is completely balanced by his mitzvot, his Yerushalayim, etc. And so we see that he calls together the Zikanian. He is going to consult with the Rabbanim. Uh, and they tell him to a man. Do not give in to them. 
ויאמר למלאכי בן הדד, he sends a message to the messengers of הדד, אמרו לאדוני המלך, כל אשר שלחת על עבדך בראשונו עשה. Whatever you ask me for in your original message, I will do. והדבר הזה, surrendering the Sefer Torah, לא אוכל לעשות, I will not, I cannot do, ויאכו המלאכים וישבו דבו. And they went and returned it. And now, to Ben-Hadad, this is war. Ba'yishlach elah Ben-Hadad, ba'yomer kol yasu mi Elohim, v'chol yosifu im yishpot afar shamron l'shla'im l'chol ha'om ha'shevaragli. That I take an oath, and it will be continued, that there will not be enough dust on this floor of Shomron, on the grounds of Shomron, that will... Um, be able to hold the heels of my soldiers that will adhere to that, that I have such a large army, there isn't enough dirt in Shomron that will outlast them trotting over your land, or Shulim could also be the palms of your hand, that even the palms of your hand can be filled with dirt. You cannot even come close to the sheer magnitude and size of my army. Bayan Melech Yisrael Bayomru, Great sentence. Dabro ayis halel choger Literally, it means one should not praise himself when he's putting on his shield as one when he's taking it off. A fancy way of saying um, don't count the chickens before they're hatched. In other words, you haven't even begun this war. Don't proclaim yourself the victor. Again, very colorful language. Um, that one who's putting the armor on should not be bragging as if one who's now taking it off in victory. And when he gets Achav's message, all um, Hadad, he and his warriors are drunk. They are in a, an orgy of wine drinking themselves into a stupor in their cottages, in their huts. And it seems like he's commanding them, go out, conquest them. And there is a Nabi, and his name is Michiyahu. We've never met him before, really, but he is a legitimate battle Nabi, listed in one of the 48 Nabiim, the Gemara says, were the Nabiim. He comes to Achav by Yomer Koamar Hashem. God says, I have seen this giant multitude, this coalition of 32 kings that that Hadad is put together. And yet, I will give them into your hand today. And you will know that I am the Kaddish Baruch who is the message he's conveying. By Yom Arachav, the me, who, who, who's my army? What do I have? By Yom Arachav, Hashem, B'narei Sarei Hamitinos. Again, an interesting phrase. The youths of the officers of the nations. Um, what he's saying is that it was a custom in those days that the king would take the children 
the young children, the narim of his officers, or even the narim of his rivals or enemies, and they would be raised in the palace. They would be raised in the palace, some say, as a hostage to prevent, you know, rebellion, to prevent attack. But they were in, some say that it was a custom that the children of the noblemen were raised in the king's palace. Either way, he's got a bunch of them there, and that's going to be his army. Um, so that's what he called And then Achav has a second question. Okay, who's going to lead us in this battle? You are. And Achav doesn't shrink. He gathers these youths raised in his palace, and what do they add up to? 232, that's his army. Now Achav exceeds the mandate. You remember those 7,000 people that stayed faithful to the Kodesh Baruch Hu, it says their knees never bent to the Baal, their lips never kissed the icons of Avodah Zorah. So not taking any chances, he augments his army of 232 callow youth with 7,000 tzaddikim. Vayetzu b'tzarayim uven hadad shoshet And now they go out to battle, same time, Haddad is still on a, a drunken binge with his officers, uh, and Achav leads out the 232 Na'arim uh, behind him. By Yetri they go out first. By Yishlachen Haddad, by Haddad gets the message from his spies that the army has come out of Shomron. Ayomer, again, third puzzling phrase, in the Shalom Yatsu Tifshotun Bachayim, in the Milchama Yatsu Chayim Tifshon. He reverses it. But what it seems to say, if you take it literally, if they are coming out in peace, we spare their <coughs> lives. If they're coming out in war, let them be it as it were our servants, take them alive, is really what it means. in our ear, and now he's come out of Shomro, Nare Sarehama Dino, Bahail Asher Achareim, two thirty-two, followed by the seven thousand, Bayaku Ish Isho, Bayonusu. Each one kills his man. Farshim say each one of those young youths kills the soldier assigned by Hadad to kill him. By Yonusu Aram, they flee. By Yudifeni Israel, by Yimalek ben Hadad Melech Aram al Susukorim, he flees with his horses and his chariots. By Yetzay Melech Israel, and Achav now goes out. By Yaches Hasus, Vesarechev, the Hikaba Aram Makogadola. He inflicts a Preemptive, decisive uh, victory over Hadad Nara. Um, and now the Navi comes back to him by Yigash Hanavi Yomel Hisrael to Achavayomerlo, Leik Hishaza. Don't take this as the final battle. Let me tell you what you are to do. When the year comes around again, Melech Aram Ole Olecha. There is going to be a very decisive round two, as it were. So 
We will see how that battle is formulated in Mir Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Ad Khan.